Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, we are back for another rousing edition of this podcast, and I appreciate all you wonderful listeners, new, old, in between, for finding this podcast. And my housekeeping is as follows an update. So, in my attempt to update the official website at Trending Topics with BB Podcast.com, I accidentally deleted something that I didn't want to delete as a human error, and then I decided I just kind of want to reconstruct the entire episode, well, episode, uh, display, the whole nine yards of the website. So it is currently under construction. However, if you are f- on social media, you can look up the official website page on uh, Facebook under Trending Topics with BB. If you are on Twitter or Instagram, it's TT with BB. And basically, if you Google any of this information under Trending Topics with BB, you will be able to find any links uh, available via the World Wide Web. Uh, but I assume you have found this somehow because you're listening. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Player FM, TuneIn, Radio Public, the list goes on and on and on. Wherever you can find a podcast, I'm pretty sure you can listen to this podcast. So thank you once again for finding this podcast. So this current episode is going to be a continuation and a, a series based on the previous episode, which is episode 101. Uh, where I had the privilege of attending a convention in honor of the wonderful TV show, Lucifer, which is now on Netflix, originally on Fox, and then I explain the saga if you don't already know. But considering since it premiered on Netflix, season four, in May, and if you look at the binge rating reports, it's been one of the top binge things for since May, and is still in the top four as of the new report this past week, most of you have watched the show. If not, you gotta get on that. But anyway, uh, I had the wonderful privilege of meeting other wonderful fans at this convention, and this is my conversation with Miranda Keto, who has a wonderful business called Sticker Bee Designs, which we talk about, where she has created wonderful uh, merchandise uh, for your fandom needs, and Lucifer included, so definitely uh, check that out, and the links to all that is in this episode description. Uh, but uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation about the show, the convention, and her business. This episode of Trending Topics with BB is brought to you by Podbean. Did you know that 2018 was the year of the podcast? Hell, I may have made that statistic up, but due to the popularity of the podcasting medium, it is a great way to help your brand or business grow. This podcast is going on four years of labor and love and trial and error. That's why I chose to host my podcast on Podbean. Podbean is one of the medium's best options for hosting your podcasts. That has been and will constantly evolve over time. My listeners can get one free month now of hosting by heading to www.podbean.com slash ttwithbb. Again, that is www.podbean.com slash tt with bb awesome all right well thanks for staying up late for this i appreciate it it's way past my bedtime (laughs) (laughs) 
Awesome. So there's a lot of Lucifer excitement going on with the shooting. They started filming today, actually. Um, but I guess that's where we should start, actually. We should start with uh, how we each kind of we can talk about how we fell into the show and then talk about, we'll get to Lucy Khan in a minute and then talk about your business. Um, but yeah, let's just start with how awesome Lucifer is and uh, kind of explain how you got into the show. Well, it's obviously awesome. <laughs> no, <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, uh, for years, I heard about it, but I um, don't really watch regular TV, so I never really watched it until it got onto Netflix. And I was excited because there was no commercials. That's the other reason I don't watch regular TV because it's just full of commercials. So it takes the enjoyment out of any show pretty much. That's why most people, they just stream as much as they can instead of watching it live. And that's what happened. Like May, beginning of May, it popped up on Netflix and I gave it a try because I heard so much about it. And when I heard the first song, that was it for me. That's one of my favorite songs. And you probably remember Tom talking about that they had a different song in mind for the opening, and I'm actually happy they didn't choose Sympathy of the Devil. Not that because it's a bad song, but this one was more modern and more fitting for me that just from the start just hooked me onto the show. I agree. So <laughs> I was the same way. I haven't had real TV for about four years. And <laughs> so I had some coworkers that were like, hey, you should check out the show on Netflix. Well, it's now on Netflix. It was on Fox. And so I checked it out after watching something else on Netflix. And within the first 15 minutes, I was hooked because of the music, because just how Tom is and Lucifer, it was just compelling from the beginning. Yeah. And especially the music hooked me. I mean, uh, Rest for the Wicked was great, but it was the second track by Bowie when he's walking into Lux to fame by David Bowie, which is my favorite David Bowie track. I was like, this is gonna be an epic show. And it was. <laughs> um, and then it just got better from there to the point where I binge watched all four seasons in six days. Uh, and now the rest is history in terms of, we have now <laughs> gone to a convention and we have now met the man himself. So it's like, <laughs> In a few short months, things change because of the show. And I don't, it's, it, I, there's something about the show that is special because I've watched so much content in my life, but for some reason, this is the first time where I was like, I want to go to a convention, which ended up being LucyCon in LA. 
and now I'm kind of hooked on conventions. <laughs> but before we get to that, let's kind of go back to the show. So without giving any spoilers for those that still haven't watched it, which I don't understand because it's the most binge-watched thing this year on Netflix, but... Um, other than the music, I mean, music is the big, huge incorporation of the show, but the writing is impeccable. What do you, why do you think it's so compelling other than what we've already discussed? What I like about this very much is the very, very smart humor that it's, 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 um, a more mature audience kind of show that you really have to understand the references to really enjoy it and to really get the most out of it for yourself. But the music just adds to it because whoever is responsible for finding all those <clears throat> songs, they should get an award because it's just so fitting each and every time. Like, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, when Amanda Dio comes down the stairs, I think it's season three or season four, when he wants to learn how to be a Lucifer, and then the song called Chocolate turns on. Yes. It's just, I cannot listen to that song anymore without bursting out laughing. It's just, it's, there are so many little things in there. Especially if you binge it more than once, every time you find something new that you haven't noticed before. I agree. I've watched the, the entire series all the way through, I think four times now, which is kind of pathetic, but also. And then I've watched season four probably seven or eight times. And you would think I'd be sick of it by now, but every episode, I find something I didn't see the previous time. Yes. Like, spoiler alert, but like, when see, there's just there's just connections between certain like certain things that Tom does as Lucifer in like previous seasons. He ends up doing in season four, but because season four was only ten episodes, you would blink and miss it. And it's fantastic because you're like, oh, I didn't even notice that was happening in the background, or they changed the set subtly this way. Yes, it's it's quite fantastic. And not only uh, that, but I think because the writing is so smart, and Tom himself, the man, he's he's a very intelligent man as well. Like, not just being an actor, but like he really gets into everything and he likes smart humor i think as well being the british person that's obvious kind of right and and it just makes the whole thing so easy for him to deliver that's just no one else could do it the way he does it and he, this role is perfect for him i agree i think which, which we'll get to kind of um, what Tom and the other cast members talked about in their panels at LucyCon in a minute, but I think the best 
part of it is that they I'm glad they didn't try to make him American and he was able to be British but kind of like a mix of what do you say like uh, Mick Jagger with um, Oscar Wilde or something like that just kind of very like just even more charming than he actually I don't know not more but it's just a different charm than he is in real life but uh, the best part is the British humor and the British quips and like also the pop culture references like you mentioned earlier definitely because it just makes me laugh like every time like every episode no matter how many times you watch it you're gonna laugh regardless if you've seen it before it's just so well done and the acting is just they just love working with each other and it shows really yeah i mean have you noticed though from when you go back and watch the first season even the pilot after getting through to the fourth season and have you noticed the like journey you can sense within the chemistry of them as actors because the more they got to know each other as friends and became more of a family off screen it trans directly translated into how the relationships as characters developed definitely and it's not because it i mean of course the writers and the showrunners ildi and joe probably they seem as really cool people to like create like this family environment but i think because they all generally get along in like real life and become like best friends it makes the show better like an entire like ensemble show and i also think with the story arc the way it develops amongst all the characters it it made them want to keep the quality going despite the roller coaster journey the show has had but even tom has evolved in the way he plays with her and i don't know do you agree or is it just me reading too much into it <laughs> because i'm like that well, what i think is that definitely has to have an evolution of the characters and the show to keep it interesting so and uh, as they started working more and more and more together and they they grew their chemistry grew even stronger you tackle the different uh, situations and storylines and it's just inevitable i think with a good working relationship and we are lucky that they got that because not all shows are like that unfortunately but, agreed um, and i, I now, supernatural all the seasons and they are kind of a tight family as well but it's a different kind of show it's a different kind of feel and um that was my first convention actually last year 
That's when I got excited about, and I know your feeling about being at the first convention, and now you want to be at all conventions. And that's how I felt as well. It's just they can be pricey a little bit. But, um, yeah, I wish they would have more seasons because they are just so good together. Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is the first time where I've ever, like, been like, excited about conventions. It was really funny because it was like, I never occurred, I mean, I know all about all these other conventions, like the big conventions that have, that's basically your pop culture. I call them more pop culture, but you know, San Diego Comic-Con, all the Comic-Cons, right? Yeah. But it didn't occur to me about single show conventions until I was sitting watching the show, what, July or whatever, and I, I just, on a whim, was like, I'm going to Google to see if there's a convention. I don't know why, what came over me, I just thought it was just, I wonder if there's a convention. And then that's when Salute to Lucifer came out, and then I was like, then I looked at tickets, and then I was like, oh, I can afford it. And yeah. then I was like, it went from, I wonder what this is to buying a ticket real quick. Yeah, my story was a little bit funny. I did the same thing after I binged the show, just out of curiosity, went to the creation site because I like conventions that are exclusive to one show. They're just something different. I've never got really drawn into the big comic cons because it's just way too many people and too crowded. I cannot do crowd really well. So creations doing these exclusive one show type conventions was really interesting. And when I found out that Lucifer was reasonably priced, I was able to afford it as well and I, everything just fell into place low by low the hotel and the airfare and some extra cash for the photo ops and it's just it was just meant to be kind of thing and I was there all by myself this was my solo trip I made so many friends new friends that you are one of them that's like incredible to be with a whole big group of people the same interest and everyone is just so friendly and nice that is very rare these days and to share the love of one show and the cast is just it was really really a wonderful weekend and i hope they're gonna have another one not so soon because i'm broke right now but <laughs> right well that was how i felt i mean i've had i i i come from going to concerts and music festivals and being in that community and doing stuff related and i i've i found that even though maybe it was because it was only a couple of days, but 
I felt like there was more positive energy. And I just had a blast at LucyCon than I've had at previous events I've gone to in the past. I don't know if it was just a general vibe. Also, it could have just been because we're all like, the show is amazing. It's the most popular that it's ever been, but yet they're still, this is season five, is, is it? And it doesn't seem to make any sense that we're like trying to accept the fact that they're gonna, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it was, It is. It's kind of like everybody's like, "This is amazing." Even the past but then they decided, "Oh, we're gonna end it on our own terms," which is great as well. But at the same time, it seems like it's almost too soon to an extent. Like, I don't. I don't know. Like, and nobody. Cast and crew are like, yeah, we want to end it on our own terms. But there seems to people think it's Netflix saying, hey, we're not going to extend it past this season. But I don't think that would be the truth considering how well it's done for Netflix since May. So I felt like the convention kind of conveyed that, especially. Um, the more question, you know, the Q and A panels and the cats himself kind of surprised and having a good time. Some have been to other conventions like Tom and Amy and DB, but I think in bar being that it was her first convention now understands why they're all going to conventions. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know. I, I mean, just meeting you and meeting everybody, I went by myself. And now I know so many of you. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And I think it's because the show, there's just something about the show and I can't put my finger on, on how special and like, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's different from all the other content out there. Well, at this time. It's just so well and done. Yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 I guess because it gets every box. It's, it's, it's a comedy. It's a drama. It's a love story. It has a diverse cast. It has a philosophical meaning behind it. I mean, it pretty much checks all the boxes. <laughs> And I understand it's not for everyone because there are some people who kind of think outside the box or look outside the certain box. And they just, as Tom said, one million moms protesting the show without seeing it. It's the same thing like so many people just because it's called Lucifer, that's all what they hear. And they just cannot watch it because of that and I'm it's not that I want to convince them or argue with them or anything like that it's their choice but they're missing out I think because it has a lot of um, a lot of ideas or a lot of um, questions that they raise or look at 
certain beliefs from a different angle, but they don't want to change anyone's mind. You know what I mean? It's just a lighthearted entertainment, basically. With good music. Don't forget the music. I, I agree. Um, it, just the fact that people are offended by the show because they just want to be offended by something, I don't agree with. Um, it is very, I just, I mean, I guess it's, I just want to shout out the the fans that didn't follow the rules and like recorded all the panels because they're on YouTube. And I think I've rewatched Kevin and Tom's panel way too much in the last few days. But yeah, I have my recording too. That's awesome. I was going to do it, but I was just too, I was towards the back of the room and I didn't think it would look very good. But anyway, um, I just love that Tom did explain that in the panel. He was like, when people kept asking about that, he was like, A, I didn't approach the character from that gravity. And B, he was basically saying, if people are going to be offended to be offended and they haven't even watched the show, then why give those people the time of day? Because it says more about them than it does the show. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's a free world with free will, after all, right? So you do as you like to live your life. But um, I think outside the United States, there are way more uh, fan base, maybe, because it's on the regular TV. I am originally from Hungary, and I have friends back home who watch the show and know the show and love the show. Even though it's dubbed, which is weird, I tried to watch it that way, but it just did not work for me. And I heard some in Spanish, and that was not right either. Hearing Ella dubbed by another Spanish Hispanic actress was just weird when when Amy can speak her own Hispanic Spanish language. So it's just um seems like uh, those people outside the United States are more open-minded when it comes to the show. Here, it's those religious groups that they fear that it's going to convert people to Satanism. I don't know, but it's not my problem, so I enjoy it. I agree. Um, <laughs> if... For anybody listening to this as well, I don't know if I told you about this, but I mean, there's a bunch of videos of Tom and the cast at different conventions, and they went to the one in Germany called Magic Time. Uh, Tom went like the previous year. This year, he brought like half the class, most everybody but Lauren and Amy were there. And, um, during Tom's solo panel, you can find it on YouTube, they brought out, his name is Manu or something, and he's the one, he's Lucifer in German, and they did like a, they did like a reenactment 
where Tom would say something and then he would say it in German. It, it was really hilarious. Um, but yeah, it was kind of the first time Tom had kind of heard it in German, and then he, they asked him if he, he had heard it in other languages, and he had only heard it in like Spanish and French. And uh, it was just really funny how he reacted to it because he was just kind of like, "This is weird," <laughs> but. It's still cute, but to go along those lines, I remember Tom explaining in another video or whatever that they knew the show was popular worldwide because in a lot of countries, like you mentioned, but it's also was already being distributed on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and other countries. So when Netflix picked it up, I think that was also a determining factor because it was already popular in other Netflix territories. Yes. Which then brings me back to, to the point I made earlier of like, it's this bittersweet thing of it ending with just one more season because I feel like it's more popular now than it ever was. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, past, I didn't want it to go past the season six, but now that this is like a, we're basically getting six, but it's five with 16 episodes this time instead of 10. Now, to be honest, I actually really liked season four almost better than the previous three seasons. Do you have a favorite they season? Do, <laughs> they could do more and show more. More skin. More buttons. Well, it wasn't just because of that, but that was nice. Um, they didn't stretch out the time, like, the story going as much. Season, four, season three was more the most frustrating one. Because I felt like they... Really prolonged the Kang and Pierce situation. Yeah. Too many filler episodes and unnecessary storylines. Like, one of my least favorites is Off the Record with Linda's husband's Cal uh, Loop episode. Right. I just, that's my least favorite. I would have, well, the, the four standalone episodes that they put in season three because they were actually shot for the season four, but Netflix, or, but Fox canceled it. I thought those standalone episodes were in weird parts of the season. Like, that one, the one we just mentioned, and it was all right, but it's just like, there was... I don't remember this, the episode beforehand. Let's look at the list here. Um, but anyway, it just felt like out of place. And then the one where they did the flashback episode of when Aminadil and him arrive in LA, while cute, still felt that that was out of place. <laughs> and then the fact that just. The fact that they put two episodes after the finale was weird. Yeah, those, I don't know what that was. 
I mean, it was, it was cool you got more about Ella, but I just felt like, why wait till after the finale with the cliffhanger as it was? Yes. Let me look here. I'm going to listen to episode. So the one prior to that was Vegas, was the Vegas episode, which is one of my favorites. And then you have off the record next, and it was just weird. Because then the one after that is the Chloe does Lucifer episode, which you start to see, I should say spoiler alert throughout this entire thing, but uh, that Lucifer, I know, but the Chloe does Lucifer episode after off the record is kind of more develops their relationship with Chloe and Lucifer and the fact that like, they're avoiding everything the way they do. And then right after that is the Centerman episode. So, I mean, I just felt like all these standalone episodes in season three were a little out of the play. It felt more like they had a contract for 20-some episodes and they had to fill it because the previous seasons, the, the first one was only 13, second one was 18, 16. I don't remember. Let me look. And then, the, and then the third one is like 23, 24 episodes. Season two. It's like a super Season two is 18 episodes. 18. So I think season two is after season four. Season two is my other favorite because I love the mom, Charlotte storyline. I love how Trisha played that. I think she's incredible. Agreed. Who had the, the whole um, Lucifer seasons when she's in it. She just shines and so many layers she has to play and she just does it so well. So incredibly well. And at the convention I had a meet and greet with her and it was just She's just such a nice person. And like, it's, it feels like this whole cast is full of nice people. You know how uh, celebrities can be all out there. But these people were down to earth. They were really just acting normal. It was, it was an incredible experience to meet them. I agree. And like I mentioned to you at the convention, I've had the privilege and opportunity to meet and hang with people considered celebrities or famous people in their own right. And not that I was like freaking out, but I think, and I don't really get starstruck because to me at the end of the day, we're all human. They're human just as much as I'm human. However, I think it was the anticipation and waiting to be called and then rushing for the photo of the Tom. The minute I was in that moment, everything I wanted to do did not happen. <laughs> because I think it was like, it was, 
he's a beautiful human being, but then seeing him in person and then hearing that accent. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I like and calling you, yeah, darling, and whatever he said. Like what? <laughs> like, and the fact that it's such a fast, quick thing. Those photo ops. I literally like felt like I blacked out. Like I don't, and then like I even had to take a retake because the first one I was so caught off guard. <laughs> and then that's why I have two of the photos. They're like, oh, we're gonna do a retake. And then when I went right back around, he goes, oh, nice seeing you again in this lovely accent. And I was like, stop, because you're just, you don't understand <laughs> how much I love the British. Um, but that. That was the other thing is like, I did bid on the meet and greets with Tom and Leslie Ann, but didn't have the cheddar to A, win them, and B, I was at work and forgot the auction was ending, so I couldn't bid anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, I, that day at work, this is what happened is that I had bid early, and I was actually winning for Tom's for two weeks. I had the highest bid, and then people swooped in and outbid me, and so I stopped looking at that one. But I kept—I was winning Leslie Ann's bids because there was only like two or three other people that had bid. So I was like, but all the all, everybody else's like meet and greets were pretty full. And everybody was bidding back and forth. So I was like, oh, I got this. So I kind of forgot about it. And then I was going to check it, but then I was at work. And the only reason I remembered is that I get an email like five minutes before bidding was closing that I had been outbid. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm not getting a meet and greet now. <laughs> um, so then I just bought another photo off with Leslie Ann because I couldn't decide who I wanted another one with. So I just bought one with Leslie Ann, but it was just, but I'm kind of glad I didn't, but I just want that opportunity to like, I think my, my goal right now is to, I want to have a conversation basically with the entire cast. Um, but I just don't want to pay that much money because I think Tom's meet and greet ended up being like six six hundred over six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And for yes, I was bidding still six hundred, and then when it went above, like I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> well, my thing was is that that's a lot of money for like thirty minutes overall, and like one sentence. I'm like. I just started to wait. I was like, I'm kind of glad I didn't win the meet and greets because I really don't feel like the meet and greets were long enough. I haven't even seen any pictures from the Tom meet and greet. I don't even know if they allowed them a group photo with Tom or otherwise because after I got kicked out of Tom's bidding, I went, I, I bid for Tricia. And then, like, okay, now I have all this extra money. Who else do I get uh, me to greet with? And I take DV. And so I got Trisha and DV. I stayed in, and I had some extra money for some photo ops because I didn't pay the six fifty for Tom. So that was a good bargain for me.
and it was it was great because even though it was a half hour I think we even went over than a half hour but it was a nice round table chit chat and at the end everyone was able to take a photo with Trish individually and with Bibi as well so it was a really nice event and memory as they organized it. I even made Trish a t-shirt, but I'm not sure if she's going to wear it. Let's see if she ever shows up with the Mother of Cats t-shirt. I'm sure she will. I'm sure. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet, so we'll see. Well, but at least I had two photo ops with Tom because no meet and greet with him resulted in some extra money, which was good because I was feeling the same way as you were, all like old British accents and the man himself. And I printed out two screenshots from one different episodes. One was with when he does the prom with Chloe and he does a dip. So that was one of my photo ops that he did me. And I forgot where I wanted to look. I was supposed to look at him, but first I looked at the camera and then, oh, no, I don't look at the camera. I look at him, but Chris caught it at the wrong time but I just look scared like I look like please don't drop me face but that's not how I felt and the other one was just a nice um when Lucifer tells Chloe that he thinks that her father is proud of her and then Chloe just gives him a really snug hug and I took a screenshot of that and when Lucifer has that nice, sweet face, and so he put his hat on my head and he reproduced that face. So I was pretty happy with that one. That's my favorite, and I put it in a mug too for myself. I mean, what was funny is that I was like trying to. <laughs> I was I was basically like. Leading up to the convention, I was like, do I want to do a funny Lucifer-related pose? Because I know he has a sense of humor. Do I want to be, like, all professional and just do a normal pose? Or do I want, like, a calm hug photo? And in the moment, initially, after getting the hug and the pose, that was the one where I was caught off guard. And Chris, the photographer, was like, oh, we need a retake. So when I went around back around, obviously it's the one you see now on my profile where it's like just a normal smile at the camera, but it was just really funny because I'm like I couldn't I, I'm still so um the next time I get the opportunity, which will be next year, um, I think I'm gonna go for a funny one just because why not? But I don't think I'm planning that out now. I don't know in the moment I'm going to actually make that happen just because for some reason 
I get I get all weird around him. I don't know why. Well, I thought I was probably calm in the moment, but in my mind, I was like freaking out. That's understandable. But if you find um, a funny moment that you have in mind, just print it out. Even though you change your mind, but just have it ready when you're there. Show the picture and see what happens. Well, you can put on your last minute, but just do it. It's worth it. Well, the, the part part of the reason too is that uh, the, the funny poses are poses from um, the show. Being that he's so tall, and I'm like really short. He's pretty much taller. Well, he's taller than Lauren, but they make it work. Um, yeah. Taller than anyone. So. Well, no, I think DB is pretty much the same height, and Tom Welling was the same height, but in terms. I don't know. I just think it'll be weird trying to pull that off, being that there's a different such a height difference. Perhaps. Um, he was like bending down in everybody's photos, though. He was very accommodating. <laughs> um, but I was planning out my photo ops, like from the moment I found out that I'm going, I kept thinking, okay, who I'm gonna have photo ops with and what kind of poses I'm gonna have. So it took a while to plan it out. And probably it's just DB who I didn't have any idea. So I just went for like a snuggy hug and he was just so nice. But I almost missed Trisha's photo op. I don't know what happened, but um, I had it all planned out, and I thought I had more time, but apparently I didn't. So I was running in like a headless chicken, and luckily she was still there chatting with Chris, and I made it. I was hunting down a Band-Aid, actually, because I wanted her to open her Band-Aid like she would want to roast me as the mother of all creation and Chris the photographer didn't get that so Trish and I explained what it meant and we told him that he should watch the show actually so that's he hilarious our, our different ideas I love Chris Chris is one of the best photographers like all of his photos are so great and I actually have a photo with him too, because it's just a custom with supernatural fandom. If you go to a supernatural convention, then you're supposed to get a photo with Chris as well. Yeah, I was. So I have. I was hearing that he's <laughs> he's really popular, and that people were getting photos with him. Yes. And he's super nice too. He's super busy, but he's super nice. He's all up for it, and he just enjoys meeting people and talking to people. It's just great. Oh, and with 
probably my most daring um, photo up was with Leslie. And I wasn't sure if I'm going to be brave enough to ask her for it. Because I just saw a picture on the internet, her and Lauren on the photo. And Lauren had a hat, which is similar that I have. And Leslie M was behind her and grabbing her boobies. So, but I went for it. And it was funny because I showed the picture. It was on my phone. I didn't print it out. I showed her the picture. And I told her that if she doesn't want to touch my boobs, that's fine. She can just point to my shirt because I was wearing one of my Lucifer shirts anyways. And then she just looked at me like, I can touch you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So it happened. I love her. She's just such a badass. She's such an activist online and for good causes. And that's why it was. That's why I chose her as my other photo op, another meet and greet. Nothing, anything against Rachel or the rest of the cast. I love all the rest of the cast as well. But just the activist that Leslie Ann is and just Mays as a badass character. It, it, it's, it's, I had to. She, she's just great. Yeah, she's badass in real life too, not just on screen. So, but it's really hard to, when you're on a budget, it's really hard to pick it's almost like you just have to throw them in a hat and pull the names out because you must know. Oh, right. And I didn't get a gold or a silver. I was copper in terms of the tickets. So I didn't have anything included, like extra autographs or anything. So I knew when I bought my ticket, right when I bought my photo op and my ticket at the same time. And then it wasn't until like a week before the convention that I added the Leslie Ann photo op. Just because I couldn't make a decision if I wanted like a group one or just another solo one, so it took until the week before to decide on the Leslie Ann photo out. Um, but I, I mean, it was a great experience in meeting everybody. Um, to go back to the like. I think it's great that like everybody kind of made friends and was friendly and was very inclusive um, at the convention because it was just an all around good time. Yes. I mean. I connected with people. It's incredible. Like Facebook, Instagram, and it's just so good to see you know, new friendships and pictures popping up and reliving the moments. Right. People getting tags and it just never ends. Always put the smile on my face when I see something like that. Agreed. And well, now it's sparked that um, Vanessa, who lives in Arizona, but she lives in Tucson, we're now going to do the go back to LA in November. That for that weekend to try to take a tour of the Warner Brothers and find them filming. 
um, and just to kind of have a good time. But then we decided this week that we're gonna we're gonna go to Lux too. First of all, I've always wanted mm-hmm. to go to the UK because of my love for just everything British. But then now I'm hooked on conventions. And that one seems like it's going to be a hoot. Even though the gold, their gold tickets are out, they still have the GA that pretty much includes everything, but a, f- a few of the features. They have, it's a three-day convention. Joe and Ildi are there. Everybody but Lauren's going this year. Apparently Lauren went last year. And Grandma Tavage is going to be at this one, pretty much. Um, but they from what I see at Lux is that they have parties each night. And there was videos from last year where there was like Kevin and a bunch of them were like there at the parties. And it just looked like a blast. Oh yeah. So that should be fun. <laughs> and then of I'm course, jealous. we're all gonna return back for Mystican part two. Wherever it is, even the rumor is Chicago. I think they should keep it in LA just because the show takes place in LA. That place was I agree. I mean, the tra- traffic in LA is horrible. That's why I didn't really want to want to leave the hotel, to be honest. I just wanted to relax. Like, I drive in traffic every day to work and back so that's enough i wanted to relax <laughs> not sit in traffic for hours although i wanted to see the sights but i've been to la before so i wasn't that eager about that i mean we did we did uh, we went i took a bunch of them to see hollywood boulevard and then after we met with you for like brunch or whatever, um, I took Ronnie to basically we found Lux, but it was basically the Sunset Tower Hotel. And then we went to Santa Monica Pier before I had to take her to the airport. And then I drove back home. So I, we did a little bit, but. That's because Ronnie was my first time to LA and Hollywood and the whole thing. So I felt like being a tour guide. Um, but I just think it's cool that you have a convention where it takes place. I mean, I understand that they kind of would like more people from both coasts to be able to go. I, I've heard that before, but the fact that people came to LA from all over the world. I mean, keep it there. And yeah. From New Zealand, from Australia. South America, Mexico City. Like, it was, yeah, it was international. It was, it was amazing. And I mean, the cast and crew, they all live there. <laughs> so it just, it's easier for them. Yeah. Maybe that's why it was cheaper because they didn't have to pay for their probably. Yeah, so yeah, cheaper, so we can get there. 
I mean, it was great. <laughs> have you have you noticed? Um, so I was going to mention. So you you have your own Etsy business, Sticker Bee Designs. Have you noticed from meeting people at LuigiCon, people are buying your stuff? Um, not yet. I'm still waiting on that. But I, um, this is the other thing that the show is doing really well, is inspiring people. And after I binged it, ideas just kept popping out of my head and I kept designing and perfecting, changing my designs until it turned out to my liking. And I just hope other people like him too. Um, probably everyone's broke right now after the convention. That's why no one's shopping yet. But Christmas is coming. And so even since then, I um, took a leap of faith and I started adding t-shirts to the shop and with other fandoms as well. But probably I have the most items for Lucifer at the moment. And I also have for Shadowhunters and Supernatural, Outlander, which I love all of those as well. But right now Lucifer is taking the number one spot, definitely. I mean, I like a lot of your designs. Um, I told you that earlier. Thank you. <laughs> That means a lot. I have returning customers that they keep coming back because I, I uh, sell decals as well. Hence the name Sticker Bee. Um, but I don't just sell stickers. I have um, tumblers that I, I put the decals on and water bottles and mugs and t-shirts. And I found an awesome tote bag, which is made of eco-friendly organic cotton. And it's pretty sturdy. And the print turned out brilliantly vibrant on it. I was so surprised. So that's my new favorite bag, which everybody probably saw me at the convention. That, that was the bag I was carrying. I love it because it has all the quotes on it. I'm probably going to. Yes. It was really, really difficult to pick out just a few quotes to put on that to be still legible. Because <laughs> there are just so many good one-liners in that show. <laughs> there, yeah, I mean, they just—they make me chuckle, and and it's and it's yeah. hard to choose. It's hard based on what Tom said and all his panels and stuff. It's hard to figure out where the writing stops and his improv begins. Because there's, like he said, his favorite thing to do is to throw in British humor and stuff. But at the same time, the writers are very good at putting in funny stuff because they're funny people. John Eldy are hilarious. So, but I just, I just think it's funny though that Tom mentions that there's stuff that you know we did that didn't make the cut. 
Which is why I wish they would just release all the bloopers. Especially season four. Yes. Because I'm sure the bloopers are even funnier than the show, which sometimes I don't think it's possible. But they also said that Tom never well, yeah. messes up. He just stays in character. He doesn't mess up his lines. Yeah, they said that he he's always has his lines and pretty much everybody he's in a scene with memorized. Which... Mm-hmm. Like the school, the school he went to had some serious training. If that's where he was. Well, he, he said he spent three years in drama school. So that must have been a big deal of what he learned at that school. But but I think it's just because he loves his job. I mean, who wouldn't want to be Lucifer? He says he's like, I get to do everything I want to do in a in a role. Yeah. Um, did you, and it shows. Have you watched that um, <laughs> special? It's on Netflix, but it's also on YouTube on the Netflix channel. Um, when they when season four came out, it's in the extras. They have a little like reunion, the entire cast, and oh, you should. It's it's amazing because it, so Rachel's like hosting it, but they're all there, including Lawrence. It was the entire cast, and uh, there's a they were talking about people forgetting their lines or something comes up, and uh, they even mentioned then that Tom doesn't forget lines. In fact, he knows like Lauren's the one that forgets lines the most apparently. <laughs> And they were just talking about it and all laughing about it because Tom always like knew her line. Yeah. I don't know how Lauren stays so focused and serious well, in all of her scenes. Like, I mean, well, especially considering now at how much the cast talks about how she's like the funniest human on the planet. But yet, her exactly. character is so stoic and like proper and like to business that it's just really funny. I don't know how she does it. She does it well. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wish she would go to. I mean, she's been to conventions in the past, but she just doesn't really like to do them. But. With how much like the cast talks about how funny she is and all that, I wish she would. I understand um, her having anxiety and and that holds her back. I totally understand that. No, I I I understand it. I just wish. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that completely. <laughs> what my biggest surprise was how funny Kevin is. Oh, he's hilarious he's too, awesome. yeah. But that's because we only see him as Detective I mean, Douche. So. Yeah. But he's just so. Like, he's just such a chatterbox that when I was in his autograph line and. 
he was chatting with everybody and just so easy, easily about anything that, and he was making jokes and funny stuff. And it was just a really nice surprise to see him that way. And I was, I spent hours in Amy's autograph line. Like Amy really, really chats a lot with her fans. I know her. She like a lot. She missed karaoke. She, she, yeah, she pays so much attention to her fans. She loves her fans. She loves talking to them. She was writing stories or like paragraphs on pictures or whatever people got autographed that I think she was there for like four hours just doing the autograph. And I was towards the end of the line, so I was hungry. I, we did the karaoke outside while we were in the line with a few people in the end of the line. So we had our fun, but it was a different kind than what you experience inside. And um, yeah, it was definitely nice to meet her in person. And she was just so exhausted by the end, but she just kept going and kept her spirit up. And I don't know how she did that. Fair play to her. She's amazing. She's really responsive on Twitter as well. If you're well, on all social so media. Really. Yeah. <laughs> did you see, there. speaking of, did you see when they were doing the read through yesterday or whatever? And she was all over Instagram. Yes. <laughs> yeah. First day of but school. I love how TV's like, you're already <laughs> recording us. It was just really funny. Yes. <laughs> I know. They should know better. Well, yeah, They're Tom crazy. calls her human caffeine. He's awesome. He Awesome. I, I I forget not to say that what she is is old, but she doesn't look as old as she is. You know what I mean? She's definitely not. Like exactly. early thirties. But not what yeah. she really is. Like I need her secrets, really. Well, I mean the entire cast. That's just let just they're all very beautiful people. <laughs> Let's just. Didi doesn't look fifty either. I know. And he just turned fifty. I think. Like, come on, people. I mean, Trisha. I mean, she posted that photo the day before the convention where she was at her house or whatever, getting ready to go to the pool, and she was in her bikini, and she was just flawless. It was like no wonder you were a model. Yeah. For years. I know. Yeah. And the fact that I think it's funny that Tom loved her because he loved uh, Battlestar Galactica. And I just think it's funny that he used to have a crush on her. And then she gets cast as his mom. And he's like, what is going on? Um, and, uh, you know, Tricia has the podcast or I just started Black listening to that cast. and I'm gonna actually probably start watching the show because 
it never appealed to me years ago. That would, but now I'm kind of like, yeah. I actually kind of would probably dig this show. Not just because of Trisha, just because of the fact that like I do like sci-fi to an extent. So when it was on years ago, I was watching other stuff and just really didn't pay that much attention to the like, whole thing. But now, and then listening to her and Mark Bernardin talk about it on the podcast, it's very intriguing. And apparently this season they had DB and they just recorded on with Tom because they were both big fans. So I'm going to have to listen to those episodes. Yeah, I need to look those up too. And by the way, Tom came up with the podcast name Galactic. Yeah, I was listening to the first couple episodes and or the first episode and Trisha explained that. That's hilarious. Well, have you heard there? There's also a. Uh, I'm kind of rambling on, but there's also the an episode. There's this podcast where they like. Um, the premise is, is that the like the guests and the hosts are like at a bar and they're all drinking, and one of the hosts is actually British as well. And they had Kevin and Tom on it a couple years ago. If you look it up, I forget what it's called. Um, and it's just them getting drunk talking, and it's hilarious. Which is why, like, my goal is to eventually get them on this podcast, which is going to take a lot of work. Um, but they've done podcasts, so. I see why not. Let me see here. That would be great. I think you can just Google it here. No, I know. I'm looking it up, though. I'm looking up the name. Oh. There's one... Well, there's another one where they had Tom and DB call in. It's a different podcast. There's also the Lip Roll one, which is hosted by the vocal coach. Oh, it's called um, Drinks with the Devil. No, no. Drinking. No, no. That was the name of the episode because of Tom. The name of the podcast is called Drinking Fun Time. And if you go to iHeart.com, it's one of the podcasts on iHeartRadio. I'll look it up. Yeah, it says... uh, Plymouth Gin with Lucifer stars Tom Ellis and Kevin Alejandro at Melrose Umbrella Co. in Los Angeles. Your podcast can be um, drinking one. I have my rum and coke. <laughs> because I was. It's nervous. all good. Um. But anyway. I don't want to keep you too late. Uh, this was fun. Once I finally figured out what app I was using. Um, so to kind of, we did talk a little bit about yeah. your business, but they should look up Sicker Bee Designs on Etsy. Is that correct? Yeah, that's where uh, they can make any purchase, browse my shop, 
but I'm also on social media. I have a Facebook page for sticker bee designs and Instagram page for sticker bee designs. Also on Twitter. And awesome. Oh, wait. How do I not follow? Wait a minute. Well, I'm here. Let me follow you on Pinterest. Not that I'm on Pinterest enough, but... I think Pinterest is just uh, sticker B because it was available. So that's just a short version. Let me see here. And I have, I have a board for <laughs> the morning star on Alice. Well, I just I just added that to my Pinterest too. <laughs> I was like. No, no, I mean like the, the Lucifer stuff. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just calls for itself. You can't help it. Blame it on the devil. <laughs> All right, well, everybody should follow you there. And um, hopefully we'll get news soon about LucyCon 2 next year, but I'm sure that's not going to come for a while. This episode is brought to you by Teeth Powder 2.0. Have you been searching for fluoride-free toothpaste alternative? Are you looking to improve your overall oral health? Then Teeth Powder 2.0 is for you. Teeth Powder 2.0 strengthens enamel, eliminates plaque, and improves your overall oral hygiene. Log on to teethpowder.com, clicking the products tab, then using promo code TTWITHBB to save 15% on orders of two or more. Free shipping for all U.S. orders. Again, that is T-E-E-F-P-O-W-D-E-R.com with promo code TTWITHBB.